as we start recording. Matt Bourne could have been on the Yuck Yucks roster, 1991 to 1999, followed by regional comedy and just no, say no, a comedian. Because do you remember? No, we cannot. You ever heard the story Scott Falconbridge used to tell, who's a very funny Canadian comedian, but he was doing colleges in the States. And uh, in the 90s, they were like, yeah, last week there was a crazy assault on campus. And then he did another college and it was like, there was a another assault on campus. And it turned out it was the guy ahead of him was just uh, acting like he was Matt Bourne. Wow. Yeah. All right. Dylan wins. Dylan wins that argument. All comedy in the 90s was wild. Oh, yeah. Still all comedy. Although I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe right now. My, I gotta tell you, I, mm. I did some pop-ins. There are some feuds going on in the uh, the Laughing Horse Free Fringe that is so feuds. fun. Whoa. Feuds. You know what? I would love. How I dare want, you? I comedy. I've thought of this before about just like having comedy shoot interviews. Or it's oh like, my god, you have to have I want such it so badly. Knowledge of things, but so many comedians would listen to it because it would essentially be like, what if there was a very highly There's produced one podcast at- with. That was just gossip about your high school specifically. Oh my <laughs> god, I wouldn't stop listening to it. I would not stop listening to that. If, if they did the Nepean high school gossip from 1999 to 2003, oh my god, Dylan, did you you finally got that mug I sent you? Um, <laughs> no, yours said born to punch Jews. I threw that. Uh, what? I don't want to punch them. Uh, here's my question: How was your vacation? Are you already you're Are you not even home yet? No, I'm home. Uh, I'm at my I'm at my mommy's house. Oh, okay. Sorry, because <laughs> I was and, like, this doesn't uh, look like your garage where you work out. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, um, now I have. Um, this is how you know you're in your parents' house. Another comedian, Matt O'Brien, said this is I am in her computer room. Of There's course, specifically a room for that's where the computer stays. Yeah, you have to keep it away from your other things, because what if the computer starts to learn and then breaks your fine china? And this looks like a nice library, but it is literally all four dummies books about the internet. Oh, yeah. 780 versions of four dummies books about the internet, and my wonderful mother owns all of them. My vacation was good. The, uh, The tour guide we had... Really is worried about climate change, and it really. Oh, for the record, the uh, Dylan was on vacation in Syria. Dylan took his family to Syria. <laughs> <laughs> I took it was really cheap. And my mother-in-law was like, "I really liked how hot it was last week." He's like, "That is very dangerous for the island. It should never get above twenty-four degrees. I fear for my family." And she was like, "The beaches are nice. Why is it raining?" I- He's like, "The island needs the rain so much." I was in Scotland when it got 30 degrees and it liter- and people were like in the streets rejoicing and it was like we were warming our bodies by the fire of a nuclear power plant. Like it was like, yeah, yeah this is fun right now, but I got news for you. Next year, this is going to be bad. We're going to fucking starve to death. <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying celebrating on Twitter, like Minnesota being the new Miami, Miami soda. Let's go. Oh, my God. Let me say this, and then we'll talk about Matt Bourne, the uh, climate change denier, possible, the possibly the guy who invented climate change denial. Like, let's sure. say we, Matt Bourne did so much cocaine, I guarantee, in 1983, he was like, I know the world is changing. I want to deny it for profit. And, like, Carl mm-hmm. Rove was just, like, at that airport bar being like, that guy's a fucking genius, and wrote it down. And then Matt Bourne was just like, I got to go buy more sw- gray sweatpants so people can see the jizz stains. Um, <laughs> the UK is over. The empire is dead. All come monkeys, head to the sea, start swimming to North America. We will 
make shelter. We're starting a Come Monkey Commune. It's called the CMC, Come Monkey Commune. It will be in Maine. It will have lots of rules. First rule, everyone's your friend. We've done this podcast long enough, and we have such a dedicated fan base. I do believe we could engineer a suicide pact, John. Yeah, I could, but I I don't want to do that because I've I've so many people from the podcast have come to my show this month, and guess what? All very nice gentlemen. Also, all of them say I listen to the rest review with a little like you're pretty surprised, and I always am like I am not surprised. You are wearing an, a uh, wrestling t shirt, and your girlfriend has that look of like this is the guy that talks about gum all the time. Like that's what that like all of them showed up that way, and I, I enjoyed it every day. I want them to live long. You and I could have a suicide pact. No, if, I mean, John always, I'm like, he's like, oh, here's what we should do on Patreon. I'm like, when do we pivot to Branch Davidians, John? I mean, not yet, but soon. First of all, when Hale-Bopp comes back into fucking orbit, we pivot. Mm. First of all, I'll be Bo, you be Peep. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, best, when we start. Best Lewis Black joke ever, by the way. Best Lewis Black mm-hmm. joke ever, which is about the Heaven's Gate call. I don't want to be rude to those people and call them stupid. But if I walk into a lecture and someone goes, my name is Bo and this is my friend Peep, and you don't walk out of that lecture, you deserve to die. <laughs> and it's one of the she's like, okay, Lewis, that's very funny. Dylan, let's talk about a man who also deserves to die because he's a rude, cokehead asshole. That's right. Jim Duggan's least favorite wrestler. Arn Anderson's least favorite wrestler. Really? Paul Ellering's least favorite wrestler. That's right. Don Owens' uh, very own uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, if he was from Wish.com. That's right. It's Matt Bourne, everybody. Hide your daughters. Literally, he's going to try and sell them for drugs. It's Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne, a guy who you can tell by the way he lived and the way he died, loved cocaine, didn't care for working out, just was good at wrestling. Truly the actualized version of Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes, exactly. Jake, he is he is efficient Jake the Snake Roberts without all the stops and starts of sobriety that Jake the Snake has now come, been come to known for. All the uncomfortable interviews when he shouldn't be talking and just be dealing with his lung cancer. We don't have to deal with that because Matt Bourne did us all a service and was like, what's that, cocaine? No, thank you, food, and I'll see you in hell. 55. <laughs> Couldn't believe that 55, he, was that, done. he was that young. Did not. I thought he looked 55. Basically, as soon as he stopped being doink, you're just like, holy shit, that guy is sweating a lot. And you're like, yeah, man, he is. And he's just arriving at the building. He is oh, not. Also effectively retired or excommunicated from big time wrestling by the time he's in his mid 30s. This is the thing that's very important. He is many. I know many comedians have, who have gone the way of this Matt Bourne in that he was semi-retired, but still because Don Owens. OK, let's go through. Do we want to start at the end? Let's start at the end. Don Owens, who was the only promoter in Poland that was weirdly loyal to Matt Bourne and basically Don Owens lasted way longer than most of the other territories, mostly because Rowdy Piper in like 84 wouldn't compete against Don Owens. So Vince couldn't really ever go to Portland until the attitude era, obviously. But mm. Don Owen was running Don Owens was running independent shows throughout the nineties. Matt Bourne would appear on them. I only know this because I did some YouTubing to see what post ECW Matt Bourne was like. Oh boy. He comes out to George Thora Goods, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, which you know he was like, that's my fucking song. He's wearing a lime <laughs> green shirt. Who oh, love man. That song. If George Thora Goods is your number one, you don't have a family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, excuse me, uh, your daughter, she doesn't talk to you. Is that correct? And you're like, yeah, how did you know? Oh, you just know all the words to one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. That's what happens. It's like my <laughs> way. If your favorite song is My Way by Frank Sinatra, you're a cunt. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I, I just wanted to get a little bit of background because his dad was 
a professional wrestler as well. Tony Bourne lived till 84, all, like literally almost outlived his son. Tony Bourne lived uh, and he was just kind of like a wrestler in Yeah, he was just yeah, your Minnesota and bog standard sort of like all, like Midwest to West Coast wrestler. Didn't really leave two states, but because, and I guarantee it was a monster because of how it, mm. oh, oh, who's calling you? Is yeah, that that's Matt right, Bourne's buddy. Ghost? That's how you know you're your mom's. There's a fucking landline. Oh, of course. I also and, think yeah, that, Oh, there you go. There's the voice. I'm going to mute myself. You start talking. So here's the thing with um, uh, Matt Bourne is he was raised by Tony Bourne. And basically to hear Matt Bourne tell it, Tony Bourne just took his son to the matches all the time because clearly Tony was like, well, I don't want to talk to this fucking kid. I'll get Don Jardine to do that. And so he just <laughs> hung out backstage. He claims that he figured out wrestling was fake at seven years old. But this is why Matt Bourne's an asshole. And I, I actually reading this was like reading about Matt Bourne at the Edinburgh Fringe was like reading about all the guys I avoided all the artist bars at this fucking festival because it was all of the guys that like, this is Matt Bourne saying he figured out wrestling was fake. I was seven. And then a wrestler, I think it was Buzz Sawyer picked him up, put him in a headlock, gave him a backbreaker, a spine buster and a pile driver, and then put him back down in his seat. And he was like, Oh, I felt nothing. I guess wrestling's fake. And it was like, dumb fuck. He was showing you wrestling was fake. Is your ego so out of control? You're like, he was trying to hurt me, and I'm also, that's how adults play fight with children. Yeah, Dylan you don't is fucking known. Actually, here's how I know wrestling. Well, he does My it. Your uncle didn't born. blast me in the face. It's yeah, like, that's how. But that's how. Like, I think uh, I think policemen are fake because when I got pulled over for speeding, all he gave me was this piece of paper and didn't arrest me. That's Matt Bourne's logic <laughs> right there. I don't think dragons are real because my dad pretended to be a dragon and I laughed one time and I was like, whoa, dragons aren't real because my dad's pretending to be one. That's not just playing with me. I don't think you need sleep because one time I saw my dad at night. That's why I do cocaine. Tony, goddamn born, very important here, did not want to get his son into wrestling. And the other thing is for context. But he did want to get his son into cocaine. He, yeah, he wanted to just focus on the cocaine. No I wrestling. just want him to die. Single parent he was raised by his father how she is your watch mom out that the judges watch like. out i've never thought i'd say this but you're gonna have to be with the wrestler yeah I, hi everyone this is the 70s and i'm a judge i'm just gonna just right here in your file matt born uh note get a therapist i don't know what that is because it's the 70s but i think you'll need it who is your mom um oh i'm glad you asked it was a combination of eileen warmos and carla homolka bragging about it i can't wait till they make things that tape i'm gonna murder someone on these things maybe my kid okay well that's now i have yeah. to give custody to a wrestler uh and you you're the father uh mr anthony born and what do you do for a living uh i am the person that beats the shit out of ted DiBiase. yep you go with that guy because i know ted DiBiase is a guy that it just, he just said beat up and not kill. So yeah, no, you, you realize go with him. that the custody hearing was like, um, so you're a professional wrestler. What does that entail? And then he had to like cut a promo on the guy for this Saturday, or else he would have been fired. Do you know what I mean? Like he <laughs> yeah, had of course. to keep kayfabe in the fucking chambers of law, and still was able to get custody. Listen, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There is a special, like every guy I know that was raised exclusively by a dad, some of them totally normal, balanced people, but they got a look in their eye. You know what I mean? It's like alpha look. Yeah, exactly. They, they've only eaten meat. They've had a lunch <laughs> at school. They opened and it was a note from their dad that was like, you got screwed. You trusted the wrong guy. That's, I that's you, the thing. Buddy. Yeah. Whoops. You know what I mean? Listen, uh, I forgot to I, buy bread. So I compromised and I rolled you a sandwich in my cigarette papers. Enjoy. 
Yeah. Especially also, this is not the 90s when dads started having to be an actual job. Like, bear in mind the time in which a human man had to be nice to a child was when that child was their granddaughter only. Anything else you could be like, this is not discussed, but like, there used to be rules of engagement with grandparents. I had an aunt and I was sat down with a guy of a certain age and it was explained listen, she's going to like you or she's not going to. If she doesn't like you, we're just going to leave because she'll be very mean. And I was like, what? Why are we entertaining this clear really? monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, grandfather's one. Well, my grandfather had two sisters. Okay. Both of them loved me. My, uh, I'm not going to use her actual name. Uh, Gertie. Yeah, it was Aunt Gertie. And uh, I remember she was smoking in the house and my grandfather walked in. By the way, my grandfather didn't care if anyone was smoking. He just went. You're smoking too much. And I was like, whoa, you ever see like an 80, an 85 year old World War II veteran showing anxiety? You're like, what is this woman capable of? You know what I'm saying? And like, whoa, what's she going to do? Fun fact, by the way, found out later. Do you want to know where she lived? South Africa, married to a diplomat, did the math. Whoa. Oh, no. no. That's what I'm talking about. Well, of course, Dylan, you were you. I remember you what you and I were once recalling and you kept being like, listen, I agree that Nelson Mandela should have been in charge of South Africa, but agree with me that he was a terrorist. I remember you were like really wanting to address that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did some shows in uh, Johannesburg and Cape Town. And I just kept calling me. Like, I feel really comfortable here. I like the way things are run. Yeah, That's Dylan kept he just Dylan sent me a lot of photos of him just leaning against a fence going. I like this. <laughs> I like how <laughs> things are run. I like taking a cab. Like, literally, if you're in Cape Town, they're like, oh, I, like, left my pen outside of the hotel. I have to go to the curb and pick up the pen. They're like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but, like, you have to take an Uber from the entrance of the hotel to the curb. Oh, my God. Just get in an Uber, climb from the front seat to the back seat, and reach out of the Uber. That's (laughs) Otherwise, someone will, like, a cartoon amount of people will just roll you attack you. you want, oh yeah. my god my like but by the way that is possible i've been in i've been in comedy clubs in the states and more than once they were like what time is your flight tomorrow i remember this is one particular place that i'm pretty and i was like 6 a.m i'm gonna get at four and the bartender was like i'm gonna pick you up and i was like what and he, i was like listen you might get a cab but you don't want to get in that cab and i was like wait the cabs <laughs> are muggers at that time and he was like i wouldn't say they're muggers you just might not make it to the airport i'm like oh yeah there's a place What's going in, on? There's a part of there's a part of Detroit for a bit where it's like, oh, if the cops pull you over, don't obey because they might be fake cops and they'll just rob you. <laughs> and I was like, why do people fucking live here? <laughs> Although Detroit now, I mean, you just this is the crazy thing is that I've lived through. This is why millennials are annoying is because we are so stubborn. We'll just like. People that moved to Detroit are now laughing because they're finally We're all like, bargain hunters is what the Yeah, exactly. Is. You know what we are? We're all people that walk into a no frills and are like, this is the shop I was looking for. A place that gives me elitism because of my thrift. Yes, that's the other thing is like every millennial is essentially like your their own father where they're like. Don't you know what I've sacrificed? Like, Don't you know? Oh, I was going to say just like how much you pay for that. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's also it's going to make up a lower price, even if it is low. I got this house for fifty dollars. <laughs> I got mine for forty now. Oh my god, you you were the least of this, but I'm buying a car. Let me tell you who you do not tell you're buying a car to. You're the only person that listened after the third time when I went, "Hey, stop just giving me advice about this." Everyone who's bought a car just tells you to buy the car they bought. But uh, I realized this in that there is a type of millennial. This is the funniest thing. All of the people. They gave me unsolicited car advice are all people that I have not asked, but have seen their dick. That was the fun thing about millennials. <laughs> They're going to inflict stuff on you. 
Also, I like the idea of John being like, I got to see your dick. Oh, no, it was not that at all. One of the people, when talking about just opinions and thrift, one person said, when I said, actually, uh, new cars are more expensive than used cars, uh, they went, that is not true. And then I was like, yeah, no, it is true. And he was like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't think that, I didn't think you meant it that way. And I was like, this is why everyone hates our generation is we can't just admit a mistake. This is the thing. I mean, that's not too, I mean, I hang out, I hang out with seniors. I've hung out with senior citizens now for three straight weeks. Same thing. It's not, this is the thing. We're all the same. They it's all listen. human beings. Yeah, of no, course. Yeah, human beings just do not listen. And in the spirit I'm just sick of that, I'm you sick guys are probably not even listening to this. You're just loudly doing dishes. So maybe you missed of that course. part. But Matt Bourne, boom, boom, Bourne got baby. into wrestling against his father's wishes, who then reluctantly allowed him to. And I'm going to call it here. I don't think once someone, particularly an adult, sets their mind to something, you can really change their mind. No. But... Matt, or sorry, Tony Bourne would have been in his best interest because wrestling, I think, did ruin Matt Bourne's life. I do believe this guy is just kind of a I passive guy, and disagree. he really just got into cocaine because of professional wrestling. And I think that if he did another job in a different culture, he would have just been a guy who drank heavily and would still be alive. I disagree entirely. I think Matt okay. Bourne is one of those guys because of who and how he was raised. He was so in and around the business. He came into it with this elitism. He also was trained by guys that were sort of two generations back. So he couldn't adjust to the 80s. I know we've been relating a lot of things back to comedy. But oh, at, it's like uh, Bunkhouse Buck. We did a Bunkhouse Buck. Exactly, like Bunkhouse, like Bunkhouse Buck. Bunkhouse Buck was like the age of Johnny B. Bad, but acted like he was fucking. This is the thing. Matt Bourne's the exact same. Matt Bourne is like. Like Jim Crockett is a fucking traitor for going outside of his territory before we even get to Vince McMahon. Do you understand? Like that's how old school Matt Bourne is. Correct. Because of that. So that's the thing is in that. And the reason why I'm so aware of this and it made me so allergic is I'm at the end of a festival right now. And if I have to hear one more comedian say, well, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And I have to be like, wait, someone told you show business was fair. When was that meeting? I'm going to start shitting my pants with blood blood and <laughs> out shit. of anger out of anger blood and shit will come out of my asshole out of anger uh, that sounds like smells like leather oh felix doesn't want to be in old navy he's purposely shitting his pants i gotta tell you i agree with that so much also why wouldn't you shit in an old navy excuse me where's your bathroom why i want to shit in front of it no he just hides in the clothes and shits yeah he goes to, great he goes and so goes fucking and good submerges himself in clothes and then squats down and shits and then he comes out and I'm like this guy just took a fucking shit <laughs> he starts Man. playing hide and seek in the clothes and then one time he's like oh he's he's hid pretty well here he's for sure shitting in this grocery store do you feel proud of your son every time he takes a shit near food <laughs> huh no yeah that's what I do I'm like fucking right buddy yeah okay. fucking give it to a bud I'm like hey can we have um can I actually uh ask a question how dope yeah. is this? That's why. He's shitting. How fucking sick is it that he's cucking your whole fucking store, yeah, excuse, bitch? Uh, and then I, I pushed. And then I pushed the teenager over. I pushed. Of course, over. of course. I Sellers choppers. My fucking son has just cucked all of you with his shit. Cucked is. I'm glad cucked stuck around, or at least I mean, still say it. We we're still saying it, and I still say it in society. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to make it other things. You know what I'm saying? 
I paid for someone's lunch, and then in my head, I was like, I just cucked you financially. <laughs> <laughs> financially. You're, I, I fin-dommed you. Yeah, you've been financially dominated by me. You're I am Chuck Rhodes. You're Bobby, you're Bobby Axelrod. Ooh, I haven't seen that show. I assume they both have spaceships by this point. Oh, but um, that show is Dylan, just like let, jumping the, the shark so good. That show jumps the shark by the, the second show, episode. Billions. billions. Yes, Entourage for the elder millennial. <laughs> I guess it is. It's it is. It's 100%. That guy from yeah. Homeland, a show that was good for exactly one season. One season. Fucking fell. 100%. Yeah, let me tell you, Prestige Television, here's what no one tells you about Prestige Television. Welcome to things made by HBO and Showtime. They were all written by a very struggling writer who's had one good idea for 20 years, and he has scripted that one idea into one perfect season of television. And then after that season's released, we have to murder that writer because then they will go on to make eight <laughs> terrible seasons. And if you don't oh, believe fuck. me, may I show you the show Dexter? What a brilliant idea this hey. is. Yeah, let's fuck this corpse. No, I was going to say, what's it called? Um, <laughs> that's why the guy from Squid Game so dope because he's like um... – they were like, oh, we want you to make another thing. And they threw a bunch of money at him. And he's like, oh, but it took me 15 years to make this thing. So, like, automatically the next thing is going to suck. Like, no way it's going to yeah. be as good. But they've thrown, like, a fucking ass load of money at him. And he's like, all right, how about this? It's uh, face-off, but it's face-off still. It's exactly face-off. Yeah, hey, what's up? Remember the movie Face-Off? I... I'm just gonna watch that with you. I gotta tell you, I would watch. I would watch that show so much. Exactly just director's the, uh, exactly director's <laughs> commentary. Anyway, welcome to Netflix's new streaming Matt series, Bourne. Matt Bourne and the guy who made Squid Games. Just watch Face Off. Matt Bourne talks about how he could fight all of the people and be better at shooting, mm -hmm. and also makes some very questionable comments about he John Travolta's was, uh, daughter. He was a very good Go amateur ahead. wrestler. Matt very Bourne good. was, and um, that led to people trying to fucking shoot on him to teach him a yes. lesson. Then he just like easily stop that and then i assume we're just like now that we're here can i have 10 books <laughs> then just so again blow in the ring if matt Bourne had been a wrestler through the 70s and coming into the 80s he would have been like dick murdoch or buzz soy that's the thing is he started just too late he starts in 71 mm. he has that like reputation going into bill watts and all those other things instead he's the young guy who is everyone says this is an exceptional wrestler like everyone who has worked with him, especially in the early years, sort of pre the first WWF run, and also him working a lot with Don Owens, is like this guy's an exceptional fucking talent. He was great in tag teams. The problem was who he was as a person was awful. Again, sorry to relate I this back to he's comedy. Just like an unreliable drug addict, where it's like, here's Matt. No, it's more than that. Here's why it's more than that. Here, here, because I watched a bunch of Arn Anderson talking about him because I was so fascinated to see what Arn. An here is why yeah, Arn they Anderson. Were a tag team. They were a tag team, and why Arn Anderson does not like Matt Bourne is because Matt Bourne was such a dick. He's like, he was such a fucking asshole yeah. all the time. And just like, and he was like, and it just got worse once he started drinking and doing drugs. And he was like, when he was just an asshole and an amazing wrestler and not a drunk, that was fine. But when it was three things, like it would be like, he's an asshole, not drunk. He's an asshole drunk. And he's an asshole in the ring while he's very good. And he's not drunk, but he'll be drunk super soon. Fuck this guy. He, Matt Bourne tried to piss on Arn Anderson because he was like, you don't deserve the spot you've got. Listen, you can be critical of Arn Anderson all you want. The one thing that that guy deserves is whatever spot he has. He is an exceptional wrestler, has always been an exceptional wrestler. He was just a very good, simple talent. He was a low mid-card tag team for Bill Watts. It's not like he was getting fucking mm -hmm. the world. Matt Bourne was just a jealous ass. And also, yeah. by the way, apparently a very good uh, fighter. Very good at fighting was the other thing that uh, 
should be made mention. Of course. I mean, if you're going to be a drug addict in a wrestling locker room in the 80s and 70s, you're going to be able to throw the dogs. Oh, yeah, baby. And does so he have legitimately to throw the still, dogs? Like, here's the other thing about wrestling is that, and we've discussed this, and it really does bear repeating. 1957 <laughs> is when Matt Bourne is born. Um, he starts professional wrestling in 1978. He's a 21-year-old man. And the thing about wrestling is it attracts a lot of people who are already failed. Yeah. So you're looking at guys who, yes, were professional athletes, but their bodies are broken now. They're 30. They get into wrestling or just people who are like crazy people who end up just – in it's one of the carny arts. Stand-up comedy is very similar in that it is a job that you can get by walking into a building. You don't have to do anything else. You, if you get into the right building, you're a comedian now. You're a wrestler now. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's how, that that's is how it. things really did work for that. But my point is basically this guy's in the prime of his life and these old guys are like, I'm 42. I can still fuck you up. And it's like, no, you cannot. There's a reason why every single UFC champion outside of the heavyweight division is a guy who's 25 through 32 it's because that's when your body's like that's when at you, your peak yeah of course of you can course run through a wall They're, they did a they did a study um because you know rich people don't want to die if you aged the way basically your, your recuperabilities if you aged the way you age from 20 to 29 for your entire life then you would live until um like 2000 yeah so they're working on a pill that like slows down the aging process to what it's like in your twenties, which is fucked. But so rich here's people are going to harvest us for our organs, which is sick. Oh, of course anyway. they are. But here's the fun thing about all of that is then they won't know the law and unintended consequences, and also good luck. Like, oh, you want to live for two thousand years? Don't start now. Now's not the time to start living for two thousand years. These are not going to be good years coming up. Newsflash. <laughs> Hey, everybody, just a quick break. Whoa. To thank you guys for donating to Patreon. If you go into patreon.com backslash wrestler review, we have many, many options, such as brand new untouched episodes. So far, we've recorded episodes about Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snuka. We took a, real, uh, a break from evil people and, and talked about one man gang. And really fun people like that. That's for five bucks a month, you get access to a whole library of 40, I'm just guessing, 40 extra episodes, including some watch-alongs of Hogan Knows Best. We've done a lot of fun stuff. We're upping yeah, yeah. our page. Yeah. Meow. And uh, thank you so much. 10 bucks gets you access to the video if you want to see what two ugly people look like. Everyone, come over to my place. Sleep with me. 20 and $25 gets you picking which wrestler you want us to review. Thanks so much for listening again. We love you. Lay down on a bed of roses. Yes, I did remove all the thorns. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're worried. They'll like live in the center of the earth, just eating small children. Anyway, enjoy living in the. the but again, at a certain point, seeing hell. John. Of course, I forgot. Podcast. Yeah, welcome to fucking QGAS. My name is fucking Jim and On. Go ahead. Um, my favorite thing about Roddy Piper, though. Oh, he starts it's wrestling so the good. same pretty much time as Matt Bourne. I thought Roddy of this Piper too. Is the type of guy who's like. I don't care what this guy's talking about. He has drugs. He's my friend now. Yeah. Roddy Piper is just one of those guys that's just, I think Roddy Piper's really fun. Roddy Piper seems like he's really fun in that I don't, he behaves I a, Bill Murray a thing lot. Like, uh, 
Yeah, that's exactly it. Roddy Piper was around at exactly the right time for his personality. Yes. I'll tell you what you do is you sometimes just shit on a cop's mouth. You got to break into the house first <laughs> and get, get, duck up their wife. Um, and you know, that's what you do. And like Roddy Piper was like fun Matt Bourne in that he'd like go like waka waka to like Larry the Axe Henning and stuff like that. Like still no one knows what happened between Roddy Piper and Pat Patterson. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's that weird moment in the shoot interview. No one really knows, but the difference is like if that had been Matt Bourne, Matt Bourne would have said it a billion million times, which is more appropriate, quite frankly. If Pat Patterson was inappropriate. Yeah. But what I'm saying is is that Roddy Piper sort of for the environment that wrestling existed in in that time, Roddy Piper mm -hmm. played ball while portraying himself like a rebel weird asshole. Matt well, Bourne was, was just a rebel real as well. Yeah, but Matt Bourne was pretty fucking good. Like not promos, not jump not a promos. Uh, yeah, that's the problem is. And also, by the way, if he was actual Matt Bourne, if he was like on coke, giving a promo, I want to see that shit. Let me tell you about Hulk Hogan. I got his fucking kids phone numbers. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Talk to his yeah, kids at night. But this is exactly what you're saying. This, this he's, he's behaving like it's the 70s, like you can do anything you possibly can because you're going to be in the next town tomorrow. And the way he has. His oh, career, yeah. Like the amount of territories this guy switches. He, he does behave and like that. Not always for good reasons. Why are you leaving Georgia, Matt? Oh, no. She's a teenager. <laughs> oh, no. 1978, he literally wins like with don owen and he wins the heavyweight title so he's like immediately oh don owens fucking loves matt Bourne. don owens wants to have babies with me he wants Capable matt Bourne. good wrestling sounds so boring in the ring and so fun in the locker room what's in the ring well roddy piper's just the sheep herders in a headlock will be there for 40 minutes but in the back they both split a quaalude and are now trying to bathe in a fountain only they can see <laughs> He also, of course, is great friends with Mr. Perfect, um, which Mr. Perfect seems like a guy who everyone says is cool, but when people talk about him, it's like he doesn't. That doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't fun. seem fun. You know who um, Kurt Henning always reminds me of is mm -hmm. you know how you meet a fun you meet like a fun guy in stand up comedy, and one of their friends from school comes to a gig, and their friend from school is like. I'm going to go talk to that waitress. I was thinking of a specific incident. That's very funny. Uh, and I was like, okay, not fun. No, this guy I grew up with him, and then he's like, yeah, he's just like hard hitting on like the female comedian on the show, and he's like, she was a bitch. She didn't want to suck me off. It's like, okay, that sounds like Mr. Perfect. Let me say this right now. I about her, Kurt Henning. I mean, I planted a gun on her, and now she's in jail yeah. for. This five is the thing. 10. What I guarantee with Kurt Henning is that here's the story that's never told. Oh, Kurt Henning put a lock on someone's bag, and then someone went and got a knife, found Kurt Henning, and held the knife to his throat, and went. You're going to take that lock off my bag or I'll cut your fucking head off, you little bitch. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fake wrestler. And then that's the thing with especially the Kurt Henning guy is that all those stories are so severe. Oh, I remember Kurt Henning did this and he was a hero. And what they don't mention is then the guy went and got a fucking baseball bat and tried to kill Kurt Henning. Like there's no way yeah. Kurt Henning doesn't have stories when I am sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's like that's the end of most Kurt Henning actual story. I'm really sorry I did that. I'm really sorry. But he has the license like Kurt Hennig does, like Matt Bourne does. He has the license to because my dad worked here, too. Yeah, what and are you going to do? That's a lot of what Matt Bourne is. It's like, a, it's like a, uh, my dad worked here, too. He doesn't really want to be the heavyweight champion. I'm going to do nose candy <laughs> and be obnoxious. But my dad worked here. You already Imagine, like my dad. Dylan, if that mentality had carried forward. I'm really happy that's gone. Imagine, like, 
Like you can't do. Imagine if someone said to me in 2022 as a stand-up comedian, it's like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm going to be the headliner because my dad was a headliner." I'd be like, "What the fuck? No, I, that doesn't mean anything." That still exists. Where I can think of some people, I cannot. I think I think you're thinking of the same people, but I don't think it's happened to that same level. Not the same level, no. But like, if you're looking at like Tony Bourne, um, Matt Bourne essentially inherits Tony Bourne's career schedule yeah his schedule his road yeah. schedule basically yeah they just trade off he's like here's a solid hand who can be a tag guy and in a pinch can be a good challenge for your heavyweight champion and that's totally what matt Bourne is matt Bourne, like there we'll, we'll talk about doink later on and oh, matt Bourne yeah. says that basically him and bret hart were so in sync that each of them just did perks which is so funny because that's a thing for Bret Hart, where Bret Hart is a motivated guy, so he wanted the best match possible, but he knew Matt Bourne was great, A, and B, not that into it. So he was just like, I guess I'll just be fucked up for this match. Because <laughs> Yeah, it's he know, like I'll be on your be, same level. I don't want to be frustrated that this guy is not trying as hard as he could. I'll just be fucked up like he is. I also think it is a... It's still... We're sort of jumping around a little bit, but... Whatever, it, man. It is still sad how the Dork character panned out. In retrospect, I loved um, Dink, Pink, and Stink when they did that. I loved like <laughs> Stink, Babyface doing at when I was a child. But as an adult, it's like, oh my god, that would have been amazing. Of course, Matt Bourne claims that Doink was brought into Wrestle for Hulk Hogan. For those of you who don't know, um, Matt Bourne basically spent the '80s popping in and out of various territories. He had. We should talk about his Georgia Championship. Uh, wrestling run is where he met Arn Anderson and then eventually had to leave the territory because, uh-oh, his girlfriend was a teenager. Gotta go. Matt Bourne's a creep. Uh, he also spent a shitload of time in Bill Watts' territory uh, where uh, he interceded in a crowd fistfight with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and kicked someone in the head so badly that they lost an eye. Um, the way Matt Bourne tells the story, he was a conquering hero on the day, but then when Bill Watts got sued and Jim Duggan got sued for 30 grand, uh, he was suddenly no longer that uh, welcome. And oh, he always wait, thought that was bullshit. Have repercussions? That's exactly it. It's the funniest thing. Ever. Like, and these fucking pussies then suddenly were pissed at me when they realized that that little fucking loser couldn't take a fucking full boot to the head from a but strong But also, this is, this is probably the start of like, oh, wait, People are going to, like, hold us accountable because it's just a show? Uh, also, the way Jim Duggan tells it was he didn't need Matt Bourne. Like, Matt Bourne was escalating the situation. Like, he had it handled. It's that thing in the way Matt Bourne a tells it. A kick is usually, like, you throw a kick when things are all said and done. Yeah, a kick that, that never really. never seen a kick in a street fight that was necessary because no one no. is like, I need oh, to my God, yeah. use my karate on this man. It's like... Jim Duggan has the guy pinned down. The situation's over, and Matt Bourne boots him in the fucking head. That said, I did when I was in a street fight when I was 14 years old, when I uh, had shaved my head and someone tried to draw a dick on me, and then a bunch of people tackled me. Dick. That's right, a dick. And I remember uh, I kicked a guy really hard in the balls, and he. And then I always remember this. He went, uh, you don't kick in a fight. And then he kicked me in the head really hard. And what's fun is that guy's now in prison. Uh, attempted murder. Attempted? Yeah, too much of a bitch. Pussy. That's what I said. That's what I say every time I send him a letter with your address. <laughs> 69, come fucking try me attitude road. That is your road. It is weird. I don't know how you got the city of Toronto to change your address. Yeah, I, John Tory, don't got here. 
I'm going to need you to fucking change the name of the road to Come Try Me. Yeah, of course. Mm, come Try Me Boulevard of Jesus. I got news for you. If you change the name to your street of Trump, Come Try Me Boulevard based on the people who live in your surrounding neighborhood, that would increase the there property values line. on your street. Oh, my God. Huge. People Holy would try fu- me. Bro. A lot of tracksuits trying I, me. And I got news for you. They would not succeed. They would They would all succeed. I don't know. Be a lot of guys punching me in the face and talking about how the store didn't have that debbie that's true but <laughs> here's the thing with you your wife here is the thing with you is you get determined and you get frustrated in a way i've never seen any human being get frustrated oh, you get frustrated so hard if they punched me oh my god you would be you would start immediately looking for weapons hang Ooh, on the doughboy is coming out of the room yeah that's what i would say now this is what happens penis is out and i'm oh yeah of course you're finding dick out of course it's the rest review style as have we you all seen know that greatest clip we'll talk about matt born again but the greatest clip in no. internet history guy sucker punches a guy in a stoop and the guy is um dazed he's on the stoop and the first thing he thinks to do is take his dick out so he takes his dick out and the guy who sucker punches is like what the fuck and he's like let's fucking fight man takes his dick out and what that this. does is so good he regain he the other guy uh, doesn't want to touch a guy who's full naked so he gets to have his wits about him and the guy who sucker punched him ran away uh that is a strategy that a friend of mine has claimed he always would employ and then we almost everyone got mug- says they will but this guy fucking did it Do you understand I, a friend a friend of mine also started which was we got a guy walked up to us in a park with a knife and my friend he was like give me your money and my friend just went what's that and then I just heard the whipping off of a belt, and that dropped on the ground. And then I just heard jeans and just drop. And he went, "Now you can have our money." And I was just like, "Holy what shit!" He your, actually did it. And the guy just walked. Guys? guys walked away. Absolutely not. I had seen it before, and I've seen open. it again. Of course, my eyes are open. That challenge penis saved off. me money. He, he did challenge him. Not even a size off. He was an implied size off. Implied. <laughs> An ISO. um so he goes to the wwf and we all know what's happening here he shows up vince mcmahon's like he's a good wrestler and then he does cocaine off the top rope and it's like don't do it in the ring and then he gets fired yeah exactly basically he shows up as doink in the weirdest time in wrestling no this is 1985 we're not at doink yet Oh, so sorry. I got so confused. Sorry, this he's is a jobber yeah. in eighty five. This is jo- like he's a jobber, jobber in eighty five. Character. Yeah, he's a jobber with a full both a first and last name. And that is mm. about it. Yeah, because Piper gets him in there and Piper's like, Oh, why did you come in here and do coke in this place with me? And then he does yeah, and what? he's like, Okay, bye bye. All right, thank you for bringing that coke from Oregon, but you're now been fired. <laughs> but you've been fired because you do too much coke and that's for the mid eighties. Yeah, it is pretty weird. I have never seen someone do so much cocaine. Pablo Escobar called me and said, tell him to slow down. <laughs> okay, we don't have a reward system. Why is this guy doing this? It's not eight yeah. kilos and you get in the ninth three. He keeps calling me and saying that he's entitled to a free kilo. I think he just bought some stamps. <laughs> Here's another really telling thing. is, is he, All of this, Matt Bourne burning all these territories alive whatever in his first eight years of wrestling and in 1986 he's in world class for three whole years that's so wild of course he is where where else would he like where will he fi- where will he find solace in the chaos welcome to drug yes, abuse and emotional abuse the wrestling territory of course i miss my dad walks into um uh, walks into fritz's office uh, another disappointment ah i miss my daddy Matt Bourne's like, all right, so you're going to lose to uh, me and Carrie. All right. What? Yeah. You don't care? I I have, I, 
I am so fucking ripped right now. I fucking think I'm me. Do you understand how fucked up I am? I'm so fucked up. I forgot who I am and I remembered. (laughs) So he's in there for three years and just, you know what I mean? He's just. What uh, do you think his car smelled like at this time? Like this, this is the thing. This guy is driving. This is the interesting thing is you're, 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 the sliding door of WCCW at this time is very cool because it's like you're Matt Bourne enters and in WCCW, they're having um, the Ultimate Warriors in there. I think he even crosses paths with Steve Austin, if I'm he not does, mistaken. He does, I think, yeah. No. So you're kind of getting people who are like, oh, there's money in wrestling now. We're hyper-professional. And then you're getting that mixed with wrestling is what you do before cocaine. Yeah, like... It's an interesting time because it's basically it's WCCW right before Jerry Jarrett comes in and becomes USWA. So you have like Cactus Jack is almost about like it's this thing of like mm. you're about to get the yeah the first, McFoley like yeah, straight the, edge like pretty much the advent of the straight edge wrestler. Yeah, you're getting the debut of the guys who realize that there's money in this business as long as you don't do a bunch of drugs. It's mm. the same thing as uh, stand up and everything. And then it is presented as an alternative, weirdly, in the middle 90s. Did both Dylan and I read Chuck Klosterman's The 90s, and that's going to affect our worldview? Yes, we did. <laughs> um, but it is absolutely true. Is this, There's this weird moment of, like, everything has to be a reaction to the previous. And Matt Bourne is, like, two generations back, but the right age that he should be, like, rebelling against the machine. But he doesn't – he, like – he loves the machine. The machine lets him do drugs and not have to take any responsibility. He doesn't want to have to be, like – Mick Foley. I guarantee Matt Bourne and fucking Mike Graham were very good friends. I guarantee that they loved ha- chatting to each other. I guarantee that the, they were. It's the fucking my dad worked here society. Exactly. And they, they cannot exist in other wrestling because they do not know how to exist in the world. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, but then Kevin's- it's becoming like what I'm saying is like there's millionaires now being made by WWF. So people with like viable careers. Yeah, but I do not have think- into this. That was happening in the eighties. I think you're you're prescribing something that is happening in the two thousands. Yeah, late nineties, two thousands. The attitude era is when I would say that really started. Mm-hmm. And then the rocks moved to Hollywood in the eighties. No, in the eighties, everyone was like, "It's that Hulk Hogan thing." I know, but it's like you, now. Thank you for like agreeing a, with me. You know, I you I agree. You were wrong. Thank you for admitting you're wrong. I very much disagree. Oh people, no, you pranked me. I've been got money. People can make money. They see again. I I agree oh I can you. do that. And but then it, they it, do. It, have this but there's still a shame to it in that like mr t is wrestling but that's mm. the last big mainstream celebrity they have and mr t isn't that like in the scheme of things in 85 they had Shaq. Shaq when did Shaq they have Shaq? and they had Sh- Shaq, i believe was wcw bitch and that was in the no, 90s in both when was Shaq in the wwf he wrestled big show did that that was again in the 2000s though i'm saying that that's much later not in the matt Bourne time you've been you're cucked? proving my point no you've been cucked you've been information cucked i seed um he loved percy pringle and he said that's he got so along weird. with chris adams except when he was drunk which that's of how course he got adams of course <laughs> wow of course you it's very funny all the people he's like you never believe you never believe how much i got along with this vial i found on carrie's person after he died and you're like yeah i could believe <laughs> that you got along with that vial actually matt yeah actually i had a system of elder abuse that allowed me to fund my car- my cocaine addiction but chris adams was rude yeah i um i'll let you know that uh I more than once used to prank call just various women and tell them that I gave them AIDS. And I only <laughs> did that because I wanted to hear their cries of sorrow. But that Chris Adams, he did not treat women with respect. 
So, in what could have been his big break, weirdly, and I, I think kind of in a way was, Matt it was gets a call to be Big Josh. and Oh, yeah, baby. And he's not like... So, um, someone sedate the bears, not as much as Matt is sedated. Well, this is what it's I'm saying, though. It's like... Time. Also, it, who it, came up with the Big Josh gimmick? This was the great revelation of this episode. I always assumed it was a Jim Hurt idea. Who came up with the idea? Airbud. I said Airbud did. Uh, do I have to say it a third time? Air why do you Bud. keep Why do you keep saying Airbud? Because he came up with the gimmick. They're like, "There's no rule. Dogs can't play basketball." And then they asked Airbud, and he was like, "I got a. I made Big Josh, didn't I?" And they were like, "Well, get him in the game." That's right. There's Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes came up with Big Josh. The idea being. We'll give you an axe handle and you can attack the heels, which basically is Dusty knows how to convince Matt Bourne to do a job. He's just like, ah, this fucking Jim Hurd wants some fucking kid performers in. I'm going to get a guy who's definitely on coke and definitely has come on his person <laughs> and I'll get him to get him to portray a friend of the bear. It's so weird. It's so bizarre that Matt Bourne was Big Josh. And then like it's it's just bizarre that like he's this much on coke, but still very jacked. Do you understand how fucking amazing it would have been if they had done Matt Bourne, the honest wrestler? Honestly, who Matt Bourne is in the Attitude Era? Just coming out. I got some. I'm on Coke right now, so I'm not wrestling this mm. week. I just want to let you all know everyone in fucking Tacoma's got little dicks. Oh my God. <laughs> he Guy would have been the biggest. Loses? Biggest baby face in the history of ACW. If he'd gone back, if Paul Heyman <laughs> had, been, had brought him back, if he was the face of the network, I just want to let you all know. Tonight on T- ECW on TNN, I'm just going to read you from a book that my dad would have wrote if he knew how to write. Yeah. Matt Bourne is tapping out because he's got to go take a Coke shit. Yeah. Matt Bourne is refusing to come to the ring because, quote unquote, Paul Heyman won't give him big enough bills so he can buy some powder. Yeah. I mean, it would have been so awful because, you know, in wrestling subtlety, like his friggin' finishing move would have been called the drip or something. Oh, no, yeah, it would have been called the he's on cocaine and his penis doesn't work. <laughs> he can't get hard. He's leaving. He counted out again. Yeah, I guarantee the reason why Vince McMahon uh, fired him is he was like, don't you not like it when your dick doesn't get hard? And Matt Bourne's like, that doesn't bother me. And I can't even look at you. Get out of here. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Matt Bourne, this is why I think he's uh, kind of like the reason we almost started this podcast because they're like, hey, you're a guy, a lumberjack, and you're friends with bears. And Matt Bourne's like, all I heard was money guaranteed yeah. cocaine for Matty. Like, he's like, I Matty like the character. Why? I like money. Coke. Who cares? Doing coke with a bear. Matt Bourne, president of Russia. Matt Bourne. I mean, like, hit the character could have been like, and I'm trying to think of the thing that'd be a most offensive to Matt Bourne, but the 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 character literally could have been sober guy. Ninety one could have been a sober guy. If it <laughs> no, been I a sober guy, like, non-binary Matt, and he'd be like, "I'm not a man or a woman," and then he would have been disgusted oh my God. by that. But then he would have still, of course. Oh, we got another landline call, John. Let talk. me just say this completely: is that Matt Bourne is so fascinating that yeah, it's but it's that thing of he is a wrestler. First and foremost, even more than being a cokehead. So he's like, I got a job to be a wrestler. I will do that job. Yes, I will hang out with bears. But what's so funny is it's basically like Matt Bourne. Unlike Dylan, I do genuinely believe Matt Bourne was an asshole who did some light work in cocaine. But the main problem was who he was as a person. I think they were all assholes. I think Matt Bourne was just a huge fucking cokehead who was enabled by an entire industry. And he was the kind of guy who... Keeps on drinking at a party when the person's cleaning up. 
Yeah, hundred percent. We're going after this. I'm going to bed, pussy. Like he's. Oh my guy. god. Yeah. Again, what a month I'm having. The amount of people that have. It's so good. I am 37 years old, and you one night. Last last night, someone was like, "I was like, do you want to drink?" And, and they were, I was like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, gross." And I was like, "He's like, come on, have a drink." And I was like, "You're gonna try and peer pressure a 37 year old? Have you <laughs> never <laughs> lost anything? Like, prepare to taste I defeat, my am friend." Divorced. Yeah. You can't peer you pressure do? a divorced guy, man. Yeah. What are you doing? You cannot kill what doesn't exist. Exist. Yeah. Oh, I have. Oh, we won't be friends if you don't drink. Oh, that's interesting. You considered us friends. I'm a 37-year-old <laughs> man. I made all my friends maximum 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, Big Josh does a workout. He goes to the WWF where he does a couple matches as just straight-up Matt Bourne and then has transitioned into the Doit gimmick, which oh, is basically yeah. you're a clown, but I'm also a territory heel. Let's it's go, the best. Bro. It is so fucking good. Early Doink rules. He's in the green thing. He has the most terrifying music. He's fucking bizarre. I loved it. He was the last. When was it released? It was slightly before that. But here, you make a great point. It was released, I think, a a bit before this. But the iconography of it, the Tim Curry weird made-for-TV movie of Stephen King's It, was around all the time. And then on wrestling, we got this doink. It was also made that much weirder in that they really put him over as this bizarre heel. The commentary was amazing at the time because Bobby Heenan would be like, well, is he a wrestler who's dressed as a clown to intimidate his... Like, they would never explain who he was. The commentators would act like he kind of just showed up and they're all bewildered. By- like, it was such a great presentation. Oh, yes. Uh, the It movie was in 1990. So... Yeah. So This was- is pretty timely for wrestling. Two years yeah, after the thing and, happened. But I also don't think that Vince McMahon was thinking it. I think Vince McMahon was like, we'll have a clown. We're a circus. And then Matt Bourne was like. It's probably a Razor Ramon clown. thing where they were like, literally, the writer yeah. saw some movies and was like, let's pitch him Scarface and it. Yeah. And, and well, it's Scott Hall. Worked, Scott, Hall do, um... Scott Hall is who pitched Razor Ramon. They wanted him yeah. to be army man. They wanted him to be like army Scott Hall. And he was like, what if I do this? And they were like. What is this? Yeah, they like, didn't. No yeah, Vince hadn't seen Scarface, but uh, and thought he just made up that character, which is great. But anyway, so yes, they pitch him it, and uh, he does the character. Of course, Matt Bourne likes money, so he's like, "Yeah, sure." And this is a really fun time in wrestling because it's all these like territory wrestlers who have to do these like broad-based characters. I guess it's a lot like. If the internet was around back then and um, Twitter was around, it'd be a lot like Pete Dunne having to be Oh, Butch. man. All I could think about is if Matt Bourne had Twitter. Holy shit. Yeah, he would not have lasted in the Twitter. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. He would have no, said some shit. Matt Bourne would have been one of those people. Remember when someone got kicked off of Twitter in like 2014 and you were like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. There would have been some like create straight up conor mcgregor type tweets where it's like why is conor mcgregor tweeting this oh yeah in his time is 3 a.m yeah it's like <laughs> 9 p.m somewhere and he's just fucking having at muslims for some reason well it's because conor mcgregor much like matt Bourne, is an mass cokehead like let's let's so not fucking mince words and like you can see when dana white's eyes whenever conor mcgregor's brought up and he's just like yeah, we'll bring that guy back. Like it's just kind of like okay, Dana. Well, they ha- he makes them so much, so money much money. I will him. tell you, I watching watching that Conor McGregor fight, uh, the last one where Cowboy broke his leg. Um, I was on the Santa Monica Promenade with my 
gal pal. Oh. And, oh, and she, I don't think I'd ever seen the UFC before. And for some reason, I just was like, oh, I'm actually kind of intrigued. I always find Conor, I just find him an interesting human being. And so we're just watching the fight, and we timed it just perfectly to watch his full leg break and then the Joe Rogan interview, which, are, like, it He's is like, so... I'll get you next time, Dustin Poirier, and I had sex with your wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very... I gotta say, Conor McGregor, you know what Conor McGregor's really missing? Imagine if Matt Bourne quit wrestling and went into UFC training. Conor McGregor would be 10 times the fighter and 400 times the drug addict. Matt Bourne's an interesting guy because would he have gone in the UFC? No, there's not enough money. Yeah, I think he would have because he just needed some money. Well, because they said now, I, I saw a stat that said there's more people that do um, steroids than do heroin now because of like this weird anti-aging wellness thing, which yeah. I think is fine. I'll just throw that out there. I mean, well, the anti yeah, I mean, some of the the some of the spinoffs from that community are a bit intense, but like, listen, whatever, man. Heroin's I've been dealing with really I've, bad. Yeah, listen, I've been dealing with fucking man children my entire fucking life. If they have a beard and are jacked, and at fifty, I don't, I can still be like, no, like, also, mm. and this is what I've said to many people, and I continue to say it. I do not care how fucking big and strong you are. If you really fucking threaten someone, be be prepared. That that person might get in their car and run you over. Like it's one of those things. Thing, I, or just, I, don't I never get in a suit. Yeah, I don't understand this ever. And it's just one of those things where, like, I just it is because I saw the super jacked guy being a dick um, in Edinburgh, and he was walking into an area where I know the security, and I was like, this guy is about to make a very big mistake. And not thirty minutes later, did I see him sat by himself outside of one of the venues just with that look of you got kicked out and you got scared and you thought no one would scare you anymore and now the world is fear and that i think also was matt Bourne's problem and matt Bourne never found comfort never found understanding because he was chasing a wrestling industry that barely existed when his dad was wrestling so by the time he's doink he is weirdly like for the lack of a better term artistically at the top of his career that doink character has now lasted 30 something years in terms of the consciousness of wrestling fans not a lot of characters from that time are beloved but doink especially the matt born one is and it like people forget he was big josh people forget that he was a statutory rape and a motherfucker but but they, that was to be fair that was everyone in wrestling at that time i i understand but the point being that doink still continues on is a really sort of sad tragic thing of to, to your point, if this guy wasn't on drugs, if someone had given him a hug, if his mother hadn't been a human cigarette, he might have actually been able to carry on. There was talk from Matt Bourne that Doink was supposed to be an Undertaker appoint, opponent, which is nothing I had ever heard since. But That's my God, crazy. what a good feud that actually would have been, especially at a time when Matt Bourne could still go and Undertaker needed opponents. Like we could have had Doink, like weird evil clown doink and he loved working with paul bear like you know what i'm saying like the, the possibilities for doink are endless and why it's really tra tragic i think the doink under uh, the doink crush match at uh, wrestlemania 9 with the mirror doinks is the only good match on that card yeah i mean it's kind of the perfect character for or that bob Backlund, razor ramon or what bob Backlund, razor ramon at wrestlemania 9 is also a great match 
Hey, Bob Backlund had a great second half. It of is career. not and weirdly like Bob Backlund and like Doink are kind of weirdly similar, where it's just crazy uh, people characters. I think if you get into once Doink leaves um, and is in ECW and becomes Matt Born again, then uh, I think that's closer to what Doink would have been actualized, where it's like this guy thinks he's a clown, but he's just fucking nuts, and he's like half wearing clown makeup and half not, and he's yeah, insane. it was. And he's putting clown makeup on people, and these people have ruined my career. Essentially, Matt Born again was just what Matt Born was saying to Paul Heyman in the back. Yeah, but then the, the other thing is like, there's only so many times. Now this is ECW 1994, so this is one of the first versions of that character. But there's so many people who had that character in ECW of the WWF ruined my career, blah blah. blah. And it just gets boring after a while. It's kind of like, oh yeah. How now, and if you're going to watch wrestling now, I guarantee 19,000 promos. After the Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, as of this recording last Monday promo, you're going to get 19,000 promos that are like, I was held back for this amount of time, and now I'm, now wrestling is back and wrestling, wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's cool once, but when you see it 900 times, it's something that wrestling has never learned that needs to learn, which is one time good, then wait. Yeah, it's kind of like when AEW started, and it's like, everyone is a goth badass. It's like, you yeah. guys, uh, I get it. You guys are in open relationships. You're proud of it. But Yeah, I get gotta, it. I used to vape, too. Stop it. <laughs> you got to... The, the Matrix uh, The Matrix is a good movie. Not every movie has to be The Matrix. Anyway, yeah. So Matt Bourne um, takes his... Do you think that he stopped uh, the horrible sexual appetites with the cocaine during WWF? Oh. No. Okay. Especially, you really like the Steiner brothers. Yeah, the guys that he likes, by the way, are. It's literally like he was like, "I want to send up some red flags. Let me go be friends <laughs> with Buck Zumoff and Grizzly Smith." Holy shit! Let me the tell you, who love two, the business like Buck. How much Grizzly cocaine Smith, are you doing Ted that you Bundy? get? Compa- yeah, exactly. Let me tell you who loved the business: Osama bin Laden. He knows so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me say this about New York City: they sold during 9/11. I wouldn't have sold that. I wouldn't have sold. Here's I'll say this. I think Osama bin Laden actually weirdly is a better person than Buck Zubov because at least he had something you can understand. At least he had a villain origin story you could understand. It wasn't like, what's your villain origin story? Oh, well, I want to punish this country that was horrible to my country. Okay, well, that's you shouldn't do that, but I do sort of understand. What's yours? Uh, My daughter's hot? Okay. Hey, first guy. That's all First guy. First guy. You feel like killing the second guy? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Get on that. That's good. Here's Hopefully something he's that I've, the building. I've noticed as I'm getting older is I do not want to have to cause harm on anyone. But there are certain people, like when I hear about them being hurt or something bad happening to them, I'm like, that's good. That's really good stuff. Like more. I'm like, yeah, minor infractions. I'm really like when I found out Matt Bourne was dead. I was like, that's cool. I didn't know he was dead. That makes me happy. Oh, he's a shithead. I just think that there's like. A very- I agree. I'm. I'm not talking about you. I'm saying to my point is as I'm getting older, I'm getting way more into the people that I don't like just not being here. I like that. Oh, no, I, I, I know what you mean. I'm just like Matt Bourne. I, he is, I believe, a shithead and probably just like super entitled. And when things yeah. kind of fell apart, he got fucked up and went into semi-retirement. This is the thing. Like he was a wrestler for 17 years. And what is he? 1957. So he's effectively gone by the time he's 37 which now is your prime of your career yeah 
Yeah, Dude, now AJ you're... Styles and Bobby Lashley just wrestled on Raw, 45 and 46 respectively. So it's really insane how uh, AJ Styles especially. Like I said like, though about the fucking roids and heroin, how everything switched around. It's like yeah. the version of Matt Bourne now isn't addicted to cocaine. He's addicted to steroids and like he drinks like Jacked. leaves. He has his own garden and he only eats from his garden. Of course, he's drinking that weird mud if it's ever basically. Oh God, that shit. Oh yeah. fuck that. So essentially, if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, you guarantee get some get that weird bearded guy talking about poop in your YouTube ads. Mm. Um, it's chaga mushrooms, and also it tastes like shit. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, it was very funny. I remember it's called I, mud because it makes you angry. But anyway, so, I'm really healthy. But now I can live forever with the rage inside. So here's the thing, because I pay for healthcare in the United States. When I go into a doctor's appointment, I have no nerves because this is my employee and I will be asking him any questions I want. So I asked about a bunch of those health remedies and like colonics and stuff like that. And I was like, when they say there's like old shit in your asshole, what's their science? And he's like, microscopically, there will be some like a speck of shit that's 10 years old in your colon because of beef. But like. That doesn't matter. Your body is designed to have bacteria around it. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Also, those cleanses are like they get rid of like 10 pounds that day and then it just builds back up again slowly. Yeah. It's like it's one of those things where I did one juice cleanse really good once and it was really good. But I was also quitting smoking at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, it felt amazing because my body was able to like purge everything out of my body. And then after I felt really great. But then, like, ate, like, super intensely clean for, like, six weeks. And then I remember I had one piece of bread, and, like, my whole body just changed. It was like, oh, I get what this is. Like, if you, like, eat super controlled, yeah, you look great. But you can't veer. <laughs> uh, Matt uh, Bourne is really tragic in that um, there aren't more video clips of him showing back up at Don Owen's weird late 90s versions of Portland wrestling and talking and sweating in an Oxford shirt because I want to see more of that because it's really good. Uh, you should say this, though. Matt Bourne did not talk to his family until his death. Yeah, Matt Bourne, by the way. Matt so Bourne. 1994, his, his wife and uh, took daughter, daughter and left. Didn't see him until 2010. Matt didn't Bourne. Didn't see them at all. Oh, did he not see them at all? As of his last shoot interview in 2010, he had not seen them. What is amazing is Matt Bourne's reaction to that, by the way, was to clear out his bank account. And just oh, sit in his house and do cocaine. No, no. They cleared out one of the bank accounts. Oh, he then went and cleared out the rest of them before she could get to them. Uh, and then he just had 50 grand in cash, closed the door to his house, bought three ounces of cocaine, and just had himself a sad party. Welcome to party. Time to be sad. What do you do in that situation, though? Other than just wallow. like You wallow. You know what, actually? Yeah, but... I'm going to take up woodworking with all this time I have on my hands. As a man who, like, relatively speak, like, listen, I've had a very, like, a life-altering breakup, and then you thought you were going to be with someone for the rest of your life. And what what you can really tell how healthy you are, because in that moment, I was like, I'm not going to do anything, because I should just process this. And then later, I will smoke massive amounts of marijuana. That's (laughs) what I did in that moment. Matt Bourne was went, I'm going to just do a bunch of cocaine, and then forget that woman's name. Maybe she was a man. <laughs> I'm going to try and just stab with a pin the part of my brain that remembers who my family is. Exactly. I'm going to try and shoot the part of my brain off with this gun. Oh, wait. That gun turned out to be just a drawing of a gun. How much cocaine have I done? <laughs> he did uh, He did some stunt work, some odd jobs, returned to wrestling when they had that like 90s resurgence where every 90s character, um, he did some stuff with Chikara and uh, then passed away at the age of 55 in 2000. And 13. In Plano, Texas, I assume if he had lived, he would have participated in the January 6th insurrection. 
Yeah, he was. This is the thing about Matt Bourne. There's no way that guy was gonna get clean off of drugs and not turn into a born again Christian who was like, "Oh yeah," but I do do oh, not liking gay people. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 I yeah. Go yeah, in person yeah. to every gay marriage and do it. Yeah, let me tell you who I don't think are real people: women. Oh yes, I think we should return to the laws of Rome and women are legally children. Anyway, yeah, they. But Christianity helped me stop doing cocaine. Yeah, yeah, and that's the important thing, guys. Matt Bourne was really fun. Um, if you're hearing this, there is one more week of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Please feel free to pop in and say hi feel to me, free. John, who is doing the show. Dylan is not doing a show this year because he's very busy being a I'll good never father. do a show again. I'm confident I'm, saying I'm never going to the Edinburgh Fringe again. Yeah, Dylan's never coming back to the Edinburgh Fringe. Ever. Yeah. Ever. No, maybe I will. Maybe I will when I'm like old as dirt. But like as a like um as a way to make money get fucked it's not huh? gonna happen for me <laughs> um so uh, come to my shows and shit if you're in canada dylangot.com no just go on twitter and stuff yeah, just go at on dylan twitter. got at dylan got i don't even post on twitter anymore at, at dylan got is on tiktok and instagram and twitties um and uh i post shit on facebook page now because i'm old and other old people post there as well so i um oh what's the best and worst thing about matt Bourne, you dog fucker best thing is uh, that he's dead worst thing is that he stole my dog whoa i think probably the best thing is he was a good wrestler and the worst thing is it's pretty hard to be a coke addict with no personality but he goddamn did it he, he certainly did let me tell you i have never seen a guy that guaranteed does coke and then talks to you about how 9-11 was not an inside job and it's like you don't even know how to do this right matt <laughs> well what conspiracies were there in the 80s really like the jews run the media that's it yeah and there were none because we didn't have the internet like the the conspiracy theory kennedy assassination kennedy so the layup ones where it's like okay they really fucking <laughs> lied to us there but or did so they, the ones though? where it's like yeah the moon i guess the moon landing being fake moon too. landing is not a fake that that one is so that one is literally you that can, one's nuts Cougar you can just fake the moon landing uh, fuck off. Do you think he did it, though? Yeah. I think Kubrick was on the moon. I think he really landed on the moon. You are aware that I know the guy that started the flat, the like the nouveau flat, uh, flat earth movement. Like in that documentary that's on Netflix, that guy was a comedian. One of the guys in that was a comedian in Montreal for years that I did comedy with. Yeah. I mean, you look at the origin of a lot of. Oh, my God. So many failed stand up comedians. Yeah. Milo Yannanopoulos fails. Skills and uh, oh, wait people are just going to listen and i don't have to all i have to do is be engaging and actually not get a reaction let's go um yeah milo yannanopoulos went to school with our uh very talented comedian friend harriet kemsley and harriet's yes, the one that put the bug in his ear to start talking about all that stuff so you certainly can talk to harriet milo, online about that steven uh, crowder so listening next D- dylan got go ahead i'm just naming the people that go hard right next week is Santa someone Coney. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know who it is. Listen, it's August. We take August. Uh, we take August loose, guys. Loose in the poos. So Thank we'll you so see much you next week. Guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to us either on Patreon or wherever you get good podcasts. And just remember, um, this podcast ends when Dylan and I meet and fight to the death. <laughs>